Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to Tuesday's episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. I'm Craig Fowler. And I'm joined on this occasion by Duncan Mackay. Hello. And Craig Anderson. Hello. It's a, <laughs> it's a crossover, crossover episode, Edinburgh Glasgow merging into one. We're just like mixing it up. Because there's no rivalry here, because we're here to combine forces and can we do, into can each we, other's arms. I was going to say, that, 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 this Edinburgh Glasgow rivalry thing, though, doesn't is a weird one because uh, only Glaswegians care about what Edinburgh like about the Edinburgh thing as far as I'm concerned like Edinburgh people are not really that fussed what Glaswegians think of them uh, it would be my opinion no. yes I, I would agree with that but I, then I'm also from Edinburgh yeah I'm not Glaswegian so I'm uh, uh, and I technically don't live in Glasgow City Council either so fuck them <laughs> um, so yeah whatever uh, I, I, I lived in Edinburgh for a long time lovely place so yeah go for it Fuck Glasgow. Uh, yeah. yes. Well, uh, there's a moment of unity. That's the name of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, right. Can we? Can we not? Can we just maybe talk about this for the, for the next half hour and not talk about uh, what a shitey national team we have? Yeah, it's fair to say that um, the, 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 the has not been raised at all. The wheels have come off the Steve Clark bandwagon. Yes. After like four this. games, the honeymoon period did not last long. No, I mean, admittedly. Uh, four games that you would not really well Cyprus at home and that yeah, was that was super convincing <laughs> yeah, and, that was super, and then then two teams against arguably the best side in the world and uh, uh, against a World Cup quarter finalist quarter finalist definitely uh, have, oh, have a suspiciously good um, trans blood transfusion services Captain <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah I mean like so <laughs> they did get to a World Cup quarter final in their home country, though. But in their yeah, home country, yeah. the home countries tend to do a bit better than. Uh, yeah, you're just clapping there. Yeah, so. I was just clapping. Uh, they tend to do better than like South Korea, for example. Yes. And uh, America, when they've qualified for their group yeah. in '94, when they weren't expected to, and South Africa winning a game. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what we need to do then: host the fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a 
qualify. Uh, right, let's get to. Oh, we're hosting this one, and we're probably still not going to qualify. <laughs> so that's right. Rush. Right, let's start with the Russia game on Friday. Um, so take it all the way back. Team, first of all, any was there any kind of dissent at the start about the, the start of living, or were you fairly happy there, with that? There wasn't. So I went to the game and I went with. Uh, with Graham and Craig Telford and, and before the game the only kind of discussion we looked at the team and thought that's alright I would have picked Ryan Christie I think he's he's by far the best midfielder we have um, in my opinion so I was a bit disappointed he wasn't playing but I wasn't like oh this is a terrible team selection it, it was fine it was kind of what you would roughly put down on paper as a decent Scotland team it, it doesn't mean all the players are good but it's about the best we had available and it didn't start too badly no, I mean, according to Roberto Martinez, it's the best 15 minutes of Scotland they've seen in in decades. <laughs> I have no idea. That is the damning... The, I mean, the thing is, there's parts of that, it's damning with faint praise, because it's just 15 minutes and, and football largely last 90. Uh, but, uh, and also, it actually could very much be true, because Robert Martinez does strike me as a weirdo who has watched every single international football game that ever existed. His so, wife is Scottish, so yeah. Probably... Well, and he, he said that he's talked about that is that his sofa is set up they've got two TVs and so they spend time on like an L-shaped sofa that so allows him to watch a game of football and her to watch whatever she wants and but them still to be together then that sounds um, weird yeah I'd do that if I had enough money <laughs> I do that anyway with the iPad and the telly. Oh, okay. If I was, I was, if I had a big enough house, and presumably if I'm national team Belgium manager, I do have enough money for a house with a wall big enough to easily fit two TVs and a couch big enough to to see yeah. this as well. I'm with Martinez. Okay, but I'm this is using your money well. Yes. Um, but you know, I thought that they start. <laughs> I was trying, try, how do I link this? How do I link this? There's no linkage. The start was good, even before the goal. Like we came out, the traps flying. Um, I think I said, we, we, someone asked in the group chat um, what we thought the score was going to be, and I said, I, f- I fancied this, and I thought we were going to do a kind of Ukraine 2007 type mm-hmm. thing, where we just absolutely battered them, and we were 2-0 up in like 10 minutes, and I just had a feeling about that game, um, and, and yeah, we came out, we were flying, it was a wide open game, um, so they had a couple of half chances as well, and then we did get the goal, and it was, the goalkeeper was um, was howling, I thought he was, he was pretty poor all the way through the game. Because um, he kind of flapped that to McGinn and, and it was a nice finish. And, and at that point, as when Steve Clark was Kelly manager, when we went 1 0 up, Game's over. very rarely did we not win a game. Um, and so I was expecting him to shut up shop and kind of tighten it up. But we didn't for about 10 minutes. We were too wide open. And then it was almost as if he got spooked by that and then just went too far in the opposite direction because then Russia just battered us for the remainder of the game until, yeah. until the last 10. Yeah, I think it didn't help as well that McBurney and McGinn started the game pretty well. And then faded yes. badly. Like, yeah. You really saw either of them finish the match. In fact, McGinn was, became so anonymous that I didn't even realise when he was taken off. Ollie McBurney is a very strange player because all he ever wants to do is flick the ball around the corner. And mm-hmm. I, I remember uh, Costa Rica, he made his debut, started up front. And I was watching him, and I'm like, you, you're all right. Like, every time he would get the ball into his body, and he would look, and he would be either flicking it round to the right, round to the left, laying it off. I'm like, oh, this is what you want. And then I realised he literally never holds the ball. Literally never. <laughs> he always wants to just take one touch. And I'm like, you, you have to be unpredictable. You have to sometimes yeah. hold it. And okay, the, I mean, the one time he nearly did hold it, the Russian boy absolutely battered through the back <laughs> of him. And he seemed to he seemed to just bottle it from that point yeah. on. I had a 
more than a degree of sympathy for him the other night, actually, I thought, because he was so isolated. Yeah. Forrest and Fraser were both hopeless. They never got near him the whole game. That was their job. McGregor, yet to have a good game for Scotland, got nowhere near him. And those are the three players that are in the team to do that. And we did notice when Christie came on later on into the game, he was making those runs between the two. Mm-hmm. McBurney had just gone by then, though. He yeah, his head was just away. Like, he just... Just because someone paid twenty million pounds for him didn't suddenly magically make him actually a twenty million. A 20 million <laughs> he, he might be okay, but as of yet, we have evidence of him scoring lots of goals in the English Championship. Well, so did Jason Scotland. So did Clayton Donaldson. Just because someone's paid twenty million doesn't mean yet that he's there. And maybe, maybe he's just been misused by Scotland. It's possible, but what we've seen so far from Oli McBurney, while he was isolated, while he was there. He doesn't do enough to drag himself into the game. If you think of Kenny Miller playing up front, a, a substantially inferior player in terms of goal record and all that, there's no way Kenny Miller would have stayed out of a game for that long. No. He wouldn't have scored, but he would have. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just. Yeah, so then. So, yeah, Scotland starts to get a bit deeper. I still thought about. When did Russia equalise about five minutes before half time? Yeah. Um, I still thought around about the half hour mark. I was thinking, Scotland's still fairly in control of this. I'm thinking, right, this isn't, this, this campaign is over yet. They win this game. And then I'm thinking, we could get a draw against this lot in, in Russia. And then within within 10 minutes, I was thinking, God, please just hold it for a draw. <laughs> <laughs> we, we couldn't cope with them. We couldn't cope with um, Jubia at all. Yeah. Now, it was. It's really good. <laughs> like, yeah. He was doing it last. He was doing it at the World Cup yeah, as well. Yeah. He was. I mean, it was yeah. a handful for everyone. I mean, Spain. PK. I think it was PK and Ramos. Played oh, okay. half of Spain struggled to deal with him. He's he's ludicrous. He's an absolutely ludicrous player. And what I was saying in the game, he's actually very clean. He doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't elbow. He doesn't like. He no, just, he's, he's, he's just, just so huge. white. Like, he's just, yeah. And and I mean, he, that's not na- that's not a natural body shape. And and we can t- we can make little jokes about it, but we are. Being a bit unlucky in that we are a team of midgets and we're playing against the two. If I was to pick the two national teams in the world, who are most likely to be dopers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you can chuck in um, those two in Wales. <laughs> if I'm allowed to say that, I'm, I'm not saying they were. I'm not no. saying they are. I'm saying if we were to rank them on a yes. list of who would be most probable. most probable, I would I would put them in uh, those two in Wales very high on a list, and I would put Scotland. Very, very, very near the bottom when you look at our players. Because if if that's what a doped team looked like, then God knows what we would look like without it. So um, yeah, we were just we we're just off the pace physically, um, especially against him. But even the rest of them, Golovin was was very good and very quick and strong as well. Ultimately, they're a much better team than us, and we didn't compete the way we should. Yeah, and I think from this point, of thing is we, we, this is probably the best set of players we've had in quite a few years and, and you can probably make the argument over yeah. the level they're playing yeah, and yeah. stuff like that but they're just not performing in the way that they perform in the, in the way that they get I mean I'm sure we'll get on Tandy Robertson but I think that's a different thing but okay right dreadful <laughs> both, <laughs> both games both games are absolutely dreadful and I get and I, I totally get that he, he cannot be expected to play for Scotland the way that he plays for Liverpool but if he played like that, if he if any of his positioning or anything like that was in a, a Liverpool, he would be hooked up. He'd have been gone. He was. He would, like, He stopped doing the very basics. Uh, like he was shutting like shutting down space. You'd just be happy if he played like he did when he played for Hull. Yeah, 
Yeah, but no, and it's you you start to think maybe um, maybe Strachan was right to be picking Craig Forsyth ahead of him. But, but no, the, the thing with Robertson is like he does the captain stuff very well on the pitch in terms of, see when we were chasing the game, he's running to get the ball for throwings, he's showing all that it's not a lack of wanting to be there. No, no, no. And he's, and he's you know, overcommitting himself, which when you're 2-1 down and five minutes to go, whatever, get, play centre forward if you want, that's fine. <laughs> but yeah, in terms of actually what he is as a left back, it's not good no, enough. No, no, it wasn't. It's not good enough at the moment. You can go. Sure. I mean, you can go across that back line, and if you look at the three players who are playing alongside him, well, Liam Cooper, who's making his debut, both games he, he was not great, but he, he's never played for Scotland before. He's a Championship bog standard centre half. You don't expect much from him. Mulgrew has experience. I really like Charlie Mulgrew. I think he, in terms of kind of culture and all that, mm-hmm. and for what he wants from a centre half. Again, he. He's not great. We know he's not great. And then O'Donnell, I mean... We love him. Yeah, I mean, I, him, I, I can't... He, I, it's not his fault he's... He, it's he, not his fault he, he keeps getting picked. He, he's, he's had 11 caps That's for Scotland. That's fucking mental, by the way. He, he's 11... But you watch him play for Kelly and, and he's a he's a good right back, yeah. but what he's not is a... He's never he's not a defender. He's not defensively... He was defensively okay in a rigid unit with Clark and... Yeah. Yeah, it's the same manager, but you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah Different yeah. levels of like, position and stuff, but... We we know he's not good enough. Nobody's trying. We've, we've not over went away. Oh, Stephen O'Donnell. That that's who we want on the opposite flank. Right, like he plays with uh, Robertson and Alexander Arnold for Liverpool, and it's Robertson and O'Donnell for Scotland. Uh, pretty much the same. <laughs> but fundamentally, remains there isn't some other magic option out there. Even Palmer, who was the one that McLeish tried instead, was also shit. But he might be worth <laughs> a go again. He was injured. He wasn't in the squad, so. Yeah. Callum Patterson was, was not right back. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you're looking at Ryan Jack, who hasn't played there in five or six years. I did wonder if he was going to start the other night, but I mean, is he actually going to be any better of a right back than Stephen O'Donnell? Probably not. Um, in, in the middle of the part, there's an argument he could have been playing because he would not have. I was going to say he wouldn't have allowed that to happen, but then he, he got absolutely bodied by Celtic the weekend before, having had a good start to the season. So you're looking at that and you're going, okay. At the very least, Andy Robertson, just just be a left back, just be the one competent defender that the team can hang their hat on. And he wasn't. wasn't and, he, it wasn't even that. McTominay, I like him. I like. I can't decide if he's good, bad, or not. But the thing I really like is it's just a good sign for a, 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 an internationalist. But he, the the one thing I always notice with him is how much how much he zips pace into his passes, and I like that because that's what you want. Mm-hmm. That's as much as I can say for him. <laughs> McGinn, yeah, McGinn's barely kicked a ball for Scotland, likewise McGregor. So, you're looking through that team, uh, David Marshall thought he was excellent um, against Russia. Um, last night he was fine and what to do, but, or, sorry, he didn't have anything amazing that you thought that's didn't incredible. Really have much put but right he made, a, he made two really important saves against Russia at the time that you thought this oh, yeah, keep us in the game. Um, so, you feel sorry for him. But you're looking through that and you're thinking, where is the... You look at that left-hand side of the Scotland team, you've got Rob Robertson, Champions League winner. You've got Ryan Fraser, all those assists in English Premier League and stuff. John McGinn reportedly worth £50 million. Yeah, McBurney, £20 million striker. Forrest, who has been tremendous for Celtic yeah. for, for years and would probably fetch £15 million at least yeah. if someone bought him. Yeah. McGregor, likewise, you would be talking about for a fee... They're not doing it, and it's not just like it's Steve Clark hasn't got it out of them. Um, McLeish certainly didn't. 
Strachan, Strachan at well, points, he, you know, but not. I mean, that was that was. I think that was. He uh, didn't pick McGregor. Yeah, and, and that's like Ian Cocker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but Ian Cocker last night was saying you know, that people like you were know, in this idea of um, oh you know, it'd be you know, people talk about it being a typically it'd be typically Scottish to go out and beat Belgium and he was like and the point he was making is like Scotland haven't beaten anyone. That they shouldn't have beat it. Like, you know, there's not, they've yeah, not beaten it. So, no, it's fine. It was Croatia. Scotland didn't have kind of result like that. It was Croatia. Yeah. And even then, they were on a, they were like away, they were on a dip. So then you're going back to France? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. That's fucking ages ago. Like, that is so long ago. And that and that's fine if you always beat the teams you're expecting yeah, to beat. Yeah, but we don't. But we don't. Scotland we go, we go, yeah. yeah. We go to Kazakhstan and lose. Um, we go to Georgia and we don't win. Like, it's very hard to, I think, I think. What you realise is, and and we did say this at the time, and I think people took it for granted, regardless of whether the decision to get rid of him or not was right. Strachan, the run of form we had at the end under Strachan was sensational. We were unbeaten in six competitive matches. We we had the draw with England... um, we, we went in the run of wins and obviously it didn't quite come together but it was still a draw away that's, to Slovenia it wasn't like that's what I always said about the striking decision was that okay. I, hate, I, I really dislike I really dislike striking and wanted him gone earlier but when they didn't sack him and they kept him on and then they went on that run and then they sacked him after that it was like so but what, when you didn't sack him before what, what were you looking for really yeah. because they could scarcely have done any more the only thing more they could have done was held out against England, and that would have potentially changed. Gone. Every, yeah. That would have changed everything. Or, or we had yeah. the, we had the short header cleared off the line in the last minute against Slovenia, which oh, would yeah, have been which would have been a robbery because we yeah. were hopeless in that game. But <laughs> we would have would have gotten in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah, and and again, it's not to say that Clark cannot get the same out of the team because I think he can. I think we've we've seen that not just not just at Kelly. I mean, West Brom he took them to seventh, seventh or something. Yeah, so it's yeah. not like. It's a one-off. Like he has managed well at a good level, but the players' confidence. McLeish did more than just kind of do badly on the results front. He wrecked the confidence of a bunch of players because he um, likes a snodgrass. He seemed to just bend off. Mm. Marshall was the same. The the good players that they were playing, they were very wide open in every game, and that was kind of part of the problem they were it was exposing a lot of inexperienced players and we expected Clark to shut up and tighten up and it looked like he did in the Cyprus game and then out in Belgium in terms of a tactical performance for Scotland you're looking at that and thinking that's kind of like how his Kelly team played it it's like yeah. it was organised and okay we got we got scudded off a, a better team but there was there wasn't a sense of that there wasn't was, a there was a sense of a plan yeah, yeah. yeah there was, was at least sides for optimism yeah. there there, been a there was of none of there was none of that in either game as soon as we um, as soon as Russia kind of started running over the top of us, it was like we didn't have a an idea, and it was like. So he takes a lot of the blame for that. I think we can't mm. step away from that because he's chopped and changed a bit too much for my liking, certainly. Um, aside from the defense, uh, yeah, yeah, the, def- <laughs> yeah, the defense was the same, and McTominay was there, but you have to just settle on players. I mean, Kenny McLean, I thought, was excellent in the Belgium but away game. He was superb. He, but was, he, was, he was, was shit last night. And, um, Snodgrass, I, I didn't, I just didn't see, I didn't see why you would play Robert Snodgrass in that game. No, he'd have been better for the Russia game because yeah. he's, he's kind of a wee bit of a creative player, whereas yeah. you're getting more graft out of Forrest in, in terms of tracking back to cover. Yeah. 
um, uh, cover O'Donnell, which is needed. Um, so that's just can we moment. never play? Or can we never start Phillips again? Can we just? Can we just never? Oh, oh, I, I thought his cameo performance on Friday night was as bad a performance as I've seen from a Scotland player in ever. To it be was, honest, it was bad. It, it every was... time the ball came near him, it was like it bounced him ninety yards away from him. And he, <laughs> I don't I, like, what, what does he bring he's, but he doesn't play up front he, this is the, the madness is he doesn't play up front for his club either so it's what, what we what? so yeah so we've kind what of moved, we doing? what are we doing we've kind of moved on already yeah. so the, the Belgium team what did you think the starting lineup for that game nah just, just I mean great bringing Christian I thought Christian was the one bright spark on just despite what but some some troll suggested to me on uh, social media the other night when I said so um I thought Christie was the best, brightest spark mm-hmm. from the, the Russia game because when he came on, he drove with the ball, he looked for the ball, he tried to make things happen. That's all we need. We don't need to even be brilliant, which, which I think he is. I think he's not long for Celtic, would be my guess. But I was pleased to see him in. McLean, I felt, deserved, maybe deserved another goal because of how he played in Belgium. I, I think we can we can probably cut our losses on him now. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, well, it, it turns out that being a wacky character, that when, when yeah. you win promotion, um, lasts as long as until you, you stop fucking marking in the penalty box. Forrest, Forrest and Fraser, for me, regardless of having not played well, just keep, just persist with them. Keep playing them because they are. If you're looking at how are Scotland going to win games, well, it's with the wide areas where we have good players who can actually hurt teams. Both of them can. Just keep picking them. Um, so I, I think Snodgrass was. He obviously wanted to give Snodgrass a go. Yeah, early, um, yeah. I, I don't. I didn't disagree with him being used at some point, but it's quite a, quite an impressive eight minutes. So I mean, McLeish would have been coming out afterwards and saying that was a very good start. <laughs> <laughs> It was so, and, and that's they. They started with the right attitude. They started on the front foot. You're not. You're not. Take, you're taking the game to Belgium in the sense that you're saying, "Look, we're not just here to sit back because you sit back and defend against them, you will lose." As we saw in yeah. in Brussels. So we're saying, "Look, okay, you're better than as we know that, but we will go toe to toe with you as much as you can." The the goals, in fact, all three of the goals we can see in the first half are just unforgivable. Like. Yeah. Belgium didn't cut us open by playing through it. Well, they, I mean, they did for the first goal, but how but, can but you? Was, how can you? It was poss- easy to cut through when you only can got. You to- possibly concede that goal at now now after ten minutes. I, I just. It's naive. Uh, no, I don't. It's not even naive. It's, like, it's negligent. Who, it's ne- like it's negligent defending. Who? Who isn't? Someone in that team has to have not meant to have been in the box there. You would have thought so because you cannot. Yeah. You cannot leave. You cannot have like one player beat. So it was. So O'Donnell was back. He was on the yeah. edge. And then we had um, Robertson. Robertson was the one who was like. Anchor. All yeah, the way yeah. back. There needs to be another player because Aye. there were three Belgians. It was you Christie have... who couldn't get back in time. He's like spreading the length of the pitch to try and get over. But, but Christie's a, an attacking player yeah. who you want in the attacking positions. Why is. Why is I guess the problem is, and I think that's just the reason, McTominay. It's big, so you want him in the box for a header. Yes. Both the centre halves are aerial threats. Big. Um, Even O'Donnell's, O'Donnell's big. fairly big, so you want him about there because it was, um, he's an aerial target. And then you're like, well, well, that's that's 
a lot of your defensive players. So you might uh, need, to, you need, you need, need, you but, need a Fraser or Forrest to take a call. But even that, rewinding to... I can't even remember. If, if that's <laughs> the case, like, if, you, if, you, if you're putting that much of stock in set pieces, they need to be better than they were on yeah. Friday night for a certain. Because every time I walk, like every time there's a corner, it were dreadful. They were just floated. There was no... It didn't seem like there was a plan for set pieces for attacking. They don't really have a great set piece taker. That's another maybe issue as well. McGregor's not that good at them. Liam. Celtic fans will tell you. Charlie McGrew's an excellent set piece taker. I don't care if he's a centre half, just put him on them. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like, you saw his free kick against Russia the night. Was, I mean, I was, we were sitting side on it. It looked like it was pretty close right near yeah. the end. Um, even uh, The problem is, he's pro- also probably our biggest chance of going ahead of us. So it's like, yeah. it's like that Bugs Bunny <laughs> Carter. You want him to be crossing the corner in for himself, but you can learn how to take a corner. You yeah. can learn how to Free get the corner in the space of <laughs> in the space of a international training camp, let alone a professional footballer yeah. with a career doing it. Like, there's no excuses for that. But yeah, that goal to concede, and then yeah, the, the second one. Like, why is it's like how can you give them free headers in the box? Like, I mean, yeah, I mean that. I think that was the point. I think when it's when go, when it's goals that soft, like that is that is the reason why you're only getting twenty five thousand people turning up for these games, like. With the best will in the world, like you, even like I don't, yeah, it's just so so frustrating to talk about because I feel like I feel like the five years I've been doing this podcast, like, there's, it's, it's kind of the same conversations over and over again. Like it's like, we're, like, like, we're like I know it's like we're, we're like we're like on the cusp. We feel like we're on the cusp of something, but we but again, I don't mind being on the cusp of something if you and and failing, but we see but. Because of other things that other people are doing better than us, we're, a lot of the time we're failing because we're deciding to cut our own feet off. I think like we are on the cusp of something right now. Well, playoffs, rubbish. Rubbish. <laughs> well, we've got one in the playoffs. We've got a playoff at home. At home against someone shit as well. We're not winning that. <laughs> But I think someone, I've seen a couple of people make a good point that we're constantly chopping and changing the players and, and that needs to stop. Yeah. Why do we, like, Scott McKenna, I know he was injured, I said, Scott McKenna's not very good, but he's a young centre-half. Just keep picking him. Yeah. And, and, like, the same with, even if it's McGinn, I, I don't think McGinn's been great for Scotland, but again, he's but a fairly young play, player. If you're going to play a number eight, just, 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 just pick him over and over again. And by the time he has 70 caps, surely, like, they've got some semblance. And it's the point is, if... Someone said if um, Robert Snodgrass, if Kenny McLean was Northern Irish, they would already have 50 caps because they're better than yeah. what's in their team. Even O'Donnell is better than... I was looking at who they had at right Lee back Wall, I mean, Dallas, up, was it? Yeah, yeah. Like, they don't even have a right back. Up like, until a couple of seasons ago, it was Lee Hodson. Yeah. Like, you know, like, there's, there's no, you, cannot, you cannot tell me that, that, no, that pound, for, pound for pound, player for player, Northern Ireland are better... Connor Washington starting for the I know, you missed that Mr. Sir. <laughs> I mean, okay, they're, they're also not going yeah. to qualify, so it's like a bad comparison, but... But they've they, qualified for something recently some and got out of the group. Still with, a bit with, more coherent than yeah. Scotland did. And, and the point is, okay... We should go after their manager. That's what <laughs> <laughs> so, someone did point out O'Neill went something ridiculous, like 17 games yeah. before yeah, winning. Yeah, it took Coleman a while as well to get Wills, which yeah. obviously did the uh, uh, blood up and taking a while to kick in. <laughs> um, but... but so, so that's that. There's no point. There's yeah. There's no like. You can't just thing keep people going. Just like, oh, we'll just get rid of it. like who? What like you've you've again. It's a, like Scotland when the way they played was a bit like the the Mike Tyson quote. Everyone's got a plan until they're punched in the face. And that's the same with Scotland. The 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 the, the, the natural reaction of people is be like, oh, we just need to get rid of. It. We need to start again. It's like start again with what? 
Like that's like stop. Like not, no, almost like, none of that team have any, any caps in the first place. That's yeah. why. That's why someone like Mulgrew is still there because well, you can as as we saw in Kazakhstan, no. you cannot pick a team with literally no experience. Like yeah. that team that's in Kazakhstan. Like Ryan Fraser. Ryan Fraser's only had like twelve caps. I think. Yeah, he's calling off. Yeah, he's saying. But uh, you know, and another thing is we, we are we are having success at, at under seventeen. Under nineteen level, even under twenty ones, it start. That's where it starts to fade. Um, that that, that we do have players of caliber. We do. But this I is mean, the best. This is probably the best squad on paper we've had. I about, saw it. Somebody said we should call up Billy Gilmore today. Can't remember who it was. Why? Why? Because he played. Because he started one game for Chelsea. Like, why would you do that to him? As well? to, be, to be fair, um, I mean, if he's, can he continue to play, it, have him yeah, in the heart. To be fair, but, the Wales have been picking. That, and okay, he's a big, massive boy again. Interestingly, um, <laughs> the. Uh, Ampadu, who was at Chelsea yeah. and is now in loan at Leipzig or something, but he's been playing for Wales despite not not necessarily yeah. the first team. It's, there's no point in doing that type of thing for any old junk, but but Gilmore, you can at least see he's like a generational talent for yeah. Scotland. You, like, like the fact that he's already played for Chelsea yeah. at the age of eighteen, a team that's notoriously team difficult. This is, this is how it's, well, it's. It's not that, but it's like yeah. okay. He, I'm already looking forward to being rubbish for Scotland. Yeah, <laughs> but at least, at least you're like, well, he's got he's got something where you like hashtag respect our players. <laughs> he's, he's worth he's worth like having a look at. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying the problem is again. He's in. If he was a right back, he'd already play. If he was a yeah. centre forward, he'd already have about fifty caps. But <laughs> he's not. But uh, even in his position, it's not like. Would would they be any? Would they offer any less than Kenny McLean? <laughs> and, and I like, like, I really like watching McLean as a player. He's got a lovely left foot. He spreads the pass really well. It's less than bugger all. But, <laughs> but, but what, what's it? He's twenty eight years old. He's not. He's not had many Scotland caps for a reason. Because yeah, yeah. Just. Stop! Yeah, pick a core, but but see, there's just a lot. Why, like, why is Johnny Russell still there? I mean, fuck's sake! He wasn't. <laughs> he was barely good enough at his peak. Yeah, and now he's travelling. What? Yeah, fair play. Yeah, I mean, like, amazing, like, amazing effort. But like, what's the point? The Eight thousand miles round trip or whatever. Like, you know, it's just like to, to come on for thirteen minutes in a game that's already gone. Yeah, he's never already ever done anything for Scotland. He's always looked committed. Well, I mean, that's I mean, like I mean, that's, a damning with faint praise. That's, that's what Sean always says. People yeah. will say they like players because they run around a lot. Yeah, but, yeah. So that's, you, that's enough for some people, though. Like that's 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 where we've got to. Just leave your core of players there. Like you look at the ones that are either all right or young enough. Yeah. The ones that have got the right attitude, and I don't mean that. I don't mean how I attitude to run about. I mean, I mean ones that you look at them and you're like, well, he, he thinks about the game properly. He. he <laughs> He's got some modicum of football intelligence and he knows what he's doing, not Matt Phillips, essentially, <laughs> where you're just like, what are you? Joe, Joe wrote an article where he said that Scotland should kind of come up with an identity based on how football is played in Scotland, kind yeah. of in your face, very fast-paced, uh, yeah. very physical. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of all for that, but it's not exactly something we seem to be able to do at the national team at present, because I wouldn't mind building a team that looks like that as well, but a team that looked like that would be devoid of much talent. Well, who have you got? We're not we're not blessed with big players, and that's it. If you look at Steve Clark, and you think, well, I would say Clark's Kelly team in some ways typified that. Certainly in the big games, where they they were hard running, they were organised, they got in people's faces, they were quite aggressive, and they they didn't have a lot of creativity. And that's probably what you say about Scotland. Move the games to Thin Castle, but oh, here we go. Who, well, who's he picking at that point? I mean, yeah. 
He's, if he tries to emulate his, his Kelly Kelly team, well, okay, he's got he's got the back four if he wants it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're, you're pinching on a Patreon. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but if you've got uh, Ryan Jack, it's his Alan Power. Who's his Gary Dicker? McTominay. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, again, it's all relative. Yeah. And then you're just like that. That's not that. So it's something that we need to foster from a younger age. Like say, right, scrap all this. Right, all these passing triangles. Just <laughs> get, get running. <laughs> Just a school of hard knocks, a project, a project brave school of hard knocks. Project, literally project yeah. brave. Yeah. <laughs> brave on the ball, you fucking Jesse. Right, um, uh, something... So, Colts teams would solve this, surely. Oh, of course, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bring back reserve football. Yeah. Oh, no, we've already done that, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Everything's got much better. Yeah. It's because we're a country of middle class. Right, that's what <laughs> I was going to bring on to the next point. Uh, the big talking point today is what Chris Boyd said after the game, where it was kind of a, a, almost like a call to arms, Okay. It's almost, almost like someone had said, oh, you what you should definitely do is this is this game's going shit. Maybe think up a rant that could maybe be clipped up for social media, and that would that would look really good. Um, I don't know. That, that, that's a cynic in me. But, um, <laughs> so what do you think? Is it, also, is it, is uh, just point out, Willie Miller's got a lot braver uh, about uh, the performance of Scotland manager since that it's not his pals that are doing the job. Uh, I can't remember who worked for. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can, I can criticise what Willie Miller is an absolutely fucking atrocious pundit. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so what do you think about Boyd's comments? Because like, a lot of people seem like it. A lot of people, yeah, a lot of people like public executions. It doesn't necessarily mean they're a great idea. Like, there's a modicum of I, I don't agree with them generally, but I think there's like a, a grain of something in there. In general. Kids don't play outside as much. Even I, I wasn't a particularly active. I would play football every now and then. Folk played out. There's not. There's not an athletic culture in Scotland. You know, like no, there's people no. that, that play play for a sport, but they, there's not the same. If you go to Germany or you go to you know obviously everyone talks about that, or you go to Holland or or Iceland, there's there's sporting clubs and societies that you're members of that you that, that is essentially your local leisure centre and things like that there's just there just isn't that just doesn't exist here You it, the boys club set up and school football set up like we're still if you listen to some we're still dealing with the legacies of a, a 1970s teacher strike on the influence that had on PE like you if if you, if you listen to some people um, so, yeah. so these things all get packaged up and it's like I think it's fair to say that, that kids don't play or disorganised running about football in the streets they probably how, don't in Belgium. Like, how how much does that? How much does going out and playing the odd game of running about shit football in the street with your pal really help you as a professional athlete? Is my question. Is it actually any more conducive to being a good professional athlete than what kids do, which is actually have training with proper coaches yeah. and qualified people? What I might do is, is, I think it adds a bit of bravery and maybe there's a bit of gallus and a bit of a kind of attitude, mm-hmm. which I, I think is one thing that I think there's a, a massive um, lack of personality attitude, in that squad, attitude yeah. issue with that squad. Yeah, yeah. Um, those players, those, so say take a Callum McGregor, or James Forrest type players, right? There's nothing wrong with those types of attitudes. They're kind of quiet guys. They are fairly unambitious. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean they're not they're not like striving to go and play at the top level. They're pretty happy playing for Celtic. Quite rarely, they're Celtic fans. It's a, it's a good place to play your football. I'm not criticising them for it. 
but they maybe lack a bit of ambition in their career. And that's okay in a team. The problem is you can't have too many of those players. You need the guys that are the, the spark. Yeah, you need there's there's not a lot of chippiness yeah, in yeah. that like that, that Scotland team. Like you know in time like not even like nastiness or but just a, a just anybody who gets under the skin of an opponent. Yeah, Scott, yeah, Scott Brown. Scott Brown. Scott Brown. Maybe, but and and yeah, so we, it, it's just all these wee things that they don't seem substantial. And you can talk about it being kind of a just just focusing on your football. We're not good enough. We're never going to be good enough to win tournaments by just being better at football than other teams. We can be good good at football, and that's our aim. But we do need to have all these little extra ten percent. We need to have the atmosphere, so you can talk about what are the at Hampton the way it's generated at the moment, right, I don't think it is. I think there's um, the SFA have gradually not been taking the right approach in terms of how they promote atmosphere at the game. I, I talked about that, I mentioned this on Friday night, that it's starting to be like a family-friendly atmosphere and there's nothing wrong with that, but the kids really actually yes, want there to... Is. Well, there that's is. what I mean, <laughs> the, the kids actually want to go to football and have See clowns and have Idle Wild and No, they, they want the noise and the atmosphere yes. and the and lights and they want Scotland to win. And... So at half time when they're playing highlights of a two nothing victory over San Marino in the under twenty ones, how is that getting the crowd going? No, no. And that's a crucial qualifier where you're drawing one each at half time and you need to win. And I think back to two thousand seven. Yeah, it was the what do you say the Lithuania game, um, or the, it could have even been the Ukraine game. And okay, we're, we're winning, and all, but they had like the crowd doing a sing along to um, Loch Lomond or, or something like that, and it's like. The whole place was bouncing. See, when those teams came out for the second half, the place was bouncing. And that's... Uh, you need every one of these... Again, that's not enough to win you the game. Just having a, a great atmosphere yeah. is not enough to win yeah. the game. Just having a prick in the midfield is not enough no, to win no, you the game. Cumulative, yeah. All of these things together, and we're not we're not doing it. So, so what Chris Boyd talks about touches on that in the sense that, yes, we, if we had players who were a bit more gallus, if we had players who... We're a bit more. I guess it's about adaptability, isn't it? It's about intelligence on the ball and adaptability, dealing with circumstances and dealing with adversity in any yeah, type I don't, of I don't, life. It's not. It's not a particularly resilient team at yeah, the moment. No, I don't think that's. Yeah. But you can make it. Make an argument that that we don't. As but we don't as a, as, as we don't really have that in Scottish football at all. There's not that many. There isn't that many players that have. Just look at a bloody record in Europe. Yeah, like it just doesn't. It doesn't. We don't have the the big time mentality. Like that's why Scott Brown has, has been at Celtic for what twelve years now. Like you know, like there's a reason for that. Like that's someone. That's someone who should have gone and test themselves. Is what you going back to the point with McGregor and that. But, like, maybe, it's, but, it's, but it's, also, it also speaks to something else as well about having characters like that in the game, and that Scott Brown has kind of been like a giant of the domestic league for so long. Whereas maybe in years past there would have been. Other guys kind of similar to him and their attitude yeah. towards the game and they're not taking any shit kind of thing. So, hey, and that's all about the, the class thing that gets touched upon. But there's a lot of stuff, I, I remember reading stuff before about like a lot of the England team just now are very, not, middle, very middle class. And yet what you see from them is they have a different attitude. It's, it, they've got, they've got, they're still pricks in general, <laughs> but it's a different type of being a prick. It's yeah. like a, it's like a, 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 it's a, a, a Tory prick yeah. type yeah. prick instead of like a, <laughs> Sort of needy labour prick, so we don't have either. We seem to be in the middle. It's like uh, it's all the, the, SM, the SNP types, uh, but, uh, but no. But there is that sense, like because there's something to be said. I think I think someone made the point that Kevin De Bruyne is not 
Med, he's middle class, very middle yeah. class. And that he's an old robot stuff about as well. When you read, read it in quotes, but he's a proper robot. Like he's like, I don't get faced by atmosphere. I don't like the thing about the Tottenham standing. Result. It doesn't make a difference to me because I'll still score goals and I'll still win. And 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 so that's like there's been stuff about that, but how that type of player is more of a problem solver and having a creative player a problem solver. Brian Christie's probably, and I'm not comparing him to De Bruyne, but he's presumably fairly middle class given his dad was a professional footballer. He's not going to and lives in the high. He's not going to be raised in you know the the tough streets or anything like that. And you can see that in his game. You can see that there's a there's a different way of approaching the game. So yes, what Boyd says there's probably some truth in that, but it's it's wrapped up in a massive steaming pile of cliched bullshit, which is what you get from most pundits most of the time because they're, they're not like I'm doing now. They're, they're being forced into an opinion. Yeah, yeah. They, they, maybe they don't hold that. Strongly. And again, like I've got the thing we said for that, that, that there's a false sense of where Scotland should be as an international football nation. I, I, like the legacy. That obviously, there's always going to be a thing. We have an inbuilt advantage because we've been playing the game since 1872. Like you know, and we there are advantages in there anymore. It's been rubbed away. Yeah, I think yeah. that's. I think that's what you can say. You can say now, but you know, we, we still have an influence of a nation of five million in terms of IFAB and stuff like that. It's not like the, the, those are not. They don't make a difference tomorrow night, to, to last night, but they, the, there is still that prestige. I think Scotland, Scotland is still a, a potentially prestige fixture for fans, uh, for for opposition to play against because there's a history. Because actually, we still remarkably still have a winning overall winning record, and which not a lot of international nations have. It's going soon, but <laughs> I think, like, it's, close it's, yeah, I think uh, it's about four. I think we've got forty more wins and losses. I think. Okay. Like that. um, That'll be done in two years. But, but there is, I mean, in terms of the attitude of like, see if we lost four 0 to Spain last night, there would not have been nearly the same amount of inward looking yeah. even though Bel- Belgium are the number one team in the world Belgium are, are fucky Belgium Belgium are Belgium right yeah. because it's and we're always impressed by names in Scotland yeah so you can be like it's like oh we, we got beat off Russia how can we lose to Russia it's like well Russia are better than us of course they're better than us they're underperforming for where they should be in terms they're of the second biggest country in the world but Belgium are the world number ones for a reason and they've got Players that are way better, even for us having saying, oh, we've got these Premier League level players, they've got players oh, like yeah. above that. They've got guys sitting in the bench who would, would be our best player, essentially. And again, had we lost, we still have said if we lost 4 0 at home to Germany or Spain, we'd have been, oh, that's a shit result. There's no way we'd have had this much of a meltdown. And so, in some senses, that's a bit unfair. And that, that kind of speaks to our deference as a culture. I think, I think there's a, um, Fairly poorly written and kind of cliched university essay to be written about this, about how it all right ties in with our kind of national psyche in relation to independence and relation to everything else. The Scottish credit. Yeah, I can imagine yeah, yeah. Stuart Cosgrove writing something along these lines as well about... Um, Is anyone from the VC doing that? I like, I like Stuart Cosgrove. I was just saying he's the type of person who would, who would write yeah. that kind of cultural... Um, yeah, yeah, what, what, yeah. Um, that cultural kind of article. But I think, I think there's a lot to be said for that. There's an attitude issue, and and you can talk about all this. There's a fatalism yeah. as well involved, isn't there? An, an unwillingness to, yeah, yeah, to to think differently. I think would be fair, which for as a nation of inventors and, yeah. and all that in the past is, is just interesting. It will be interesting to see. We are increasingly having a lot of players going overseas. Yeah, if that's going to influence it, you look at Liam Henderson. You look at even Ollie Burke's been in Germany and in and now in Spain. Yeah. Is that going to have an impact or not? 
yeah. who knows just just in terms of um, I, I can speak for a completely different field that I work <laughs> in Going, I went and obviously lived in Australia for a couple of years and just being somewhere different you think about things differently you, you obviously do because you're immersed in a different culture it's definitely helped me in, in my career in terms of how I think about things it, it may have affected my life negatively in other ways who knows <laughs> but um, it, it does change and I think just having that mix because it can be helpful as well having a team of players who Aren't grow up in Scotland yeah, go and look. play in England that's their life they don't think about anything else there just needs to, there needs to be a mix of characters. Maybe that's the point we're trying to make here, um, as I try and labour this whole thing. <laughs> there needs to be a mix of characters. But, and and we, the, do but, we have yeah. a mix of characters? Do we really have players that are that different to each and other? The, but there's also there's also an element that, that there's a part of the, there's a part of the Scottish psyche, as we were saying, that that loves this, that loves this wallowing in defeat and like and and you know you can see that the tab the the tabloids would much rather uh we. We get thumped, then we lose narrowly, and stuff like that. And that's, that's, that's like, England, so. Oh yeah, no, I think that exists as well. But they, but England have, have, are changing that in terms of they are creating a tunnel vision. We are still susceptible to that. I think that's, I could argue, I'd argue the same thing happens to England. It's just at a, a different level because yeah. they're better overall. Yeah. And when they get to a quarter final, they have this exact same thing that we yeah, have. The, at this they, yeah, with their papers go to Lally. Yeah, because they're, 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 like, they're a football rich country with yeah. the history that's got fifty nine people. Yeah. yeah. Five. Yeah. Um, and okay, yeah, they're, they're doing things differently in some ways, but I think there's there's they've still same, the same they, they've, still, they've underachieved as well. They've not won. Oh, yeah, still, yeah. So we're actually, we're not that bad. Everyone's fine, right? So ended on positive. Uh, everyone's fine. Fuck England. Right. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much, Duncan. Thank you very much, Craig. Sorry, I feel like I did a lot of heavy lifting. I was you did. A lot to get off my chest there, I think. And, uh, if you can make anything coherent out of it, then... You're, you know, the, you're the biggest Scotland fan at three of us. It was only fitting you'd done heavy lifting. Well, especially after the kind of um, travails I had actually getting here. It was quite... Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was worth the witch. Yeah. I think right. it fired me up. Right. If you'd like to listen to more of us, we'll be on the Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash ten. This podcast is as little as two dollars a month. You can get more extra content if you want even more content on top of that. As I struggle to say content, that is five dollars a month. You can also find it on Twitter, Facebook, etc. Guys, say goodbye. Goodbye. Cheerio. Bye. We'd like to conclude this episode by passing on our love to longtime Terra supporter and listener Fraser. Our thoughts are with you and your family at this time. Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.